0: احسن محمد صلى عليه وسلم الامور محدثاتها فان كل محدثة وكل ضلالة والضلالة واهلها في النار الله من النار afterwards all the phrases of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala we seek his protection from home and from isolation harm from deception and from being deceived we ask to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sincerity of our words and our intentions. We ask for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this our comment to be understood within the context. Inshallah, we are going to proceed with our session of Sunan Wood. If you can remember, we are still discussing on the topic that is talking about the issue of Ada'ul-Hajah. That is the issue that is talking about is in oneself. That is sanitization of body and purification. So if you can remember we stopped at Hadith 10 of this book of Sunan Abu Dawood. We are going to proceed with the Hadith number 11. Haddasana Muhammad ibn Yahya. Haddasana Muhammad ibn Yahya ibn Faris. Haddasana Safwan ibn Isa. Anil Hasan ibn Zakwan. Ambarwan ibn Aspar. That Muhammad bun Yahya narrated to us, he said that Safwan ibn Isa has narrated to us from the authority of Al Hassan ibn Zakwan, from the authority of Marwan al Asfar. Marwan al Asfar was among the Tabi'i, he just uh, lived uh, after the time of the Sahaba, or within the time of the Sahaba. He did not saw the Rasulullah alayhi wa sallam, but he met some of the companions of the Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam. He said that I saw Abdullah ibn Umar. He halted his she camel. If we said meaning a body, an animal that someone used as a mode of transportation. So he, he said that I saw Abdullah ibn Umar. He kneeled. His animal, that is he draw down his animal to sat on its knees. He said that that the animal is facing towards the Qibla direction. Summa jala ilayha. Then he sat down while urinating towards the direction of direction of that animal. So what has happened is that Abdullah ibn Umar was trying to fast our urine. He wants to fast out the urine. He want to fass, uh, that is a uh, uh, urine. That is he wants to take the urine of his body out of his body. He wants to urinate. So he was on top of the she camel. Then he get down from that animal and he halted the animal down to its knees and then he bore, he go down. He bowed down while urinating. So that's what has happened. So one would be saying that why is it that he halted the animal towards the direction of the evil? Then we would say, that is the reason why Abdullah ibn Umar tried to foot the animal to cover his direction to the qibla. So we make mention, it is not required for you to to urinate. That is while facing towards the direction of the ibla in the washroom. It is not allowed, it is forbidden. Unless if there is any barrier that can protect you with the qibla. For then I said, Ya Aba Abdurrahman O you the father of Abdurrahman Meaning he called the attention of Abdullah ibn Umar Even this was being forbidden That is arranged the uh, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam forbidding this your action That is uninating Why facing the Qibla direction He said Indeed He said why not Innama nuhiya an dhalika fi alfada' But it was been forbidden, it was been forbidden when it is in a kind of surrounding or compound. So when you are at the outskirts of the house, when you are at the outskirt of the that is of the home, when you are in the field, you can that is uh, you cannot face the qibla Or to turn that is to make the qibla at your back, it is forbidden. When you are taking out urine or you are taking out you are fastening out a so, but if it is inside washroom, there is rukhsa on that. There is an excuse, you can make the urination while facing the qibla or making the qibla at your back. So, that's what Abdullah ibn Umar was informing him. He said that yes indeed it was being forbidden but when it is in the field. If you are in the field, a field where there is no wall, no, no building, so can, you cannot perform the urination while facing the qibla and that is the reason why abdullah ibn uh, bin umar he put the animal to be in, in front of his qibla so that he would be able to urinate without facing to the direction of the qibla so that's how it is so if you take if you find yourself in a condition where there is no any direction that you can perform the uri- urination or facing the qibla so get get something like etc we know like these woods that we are having, like these three woods that we are having, when we are performing the prayer, we used to put it in front of us in order to protect us against those that are roaming about so that nobody should cross our frontal direction, so the sitra. Also, the citra is applicable while urinating or while fasting out the excreta. So that's one of the sunnah of the Rasul alayhi Alaihi Wasallam. If there is something between you and the Qibla that can protect you, then there is no problem. There is no wrong. Meaning you can do it. So, what we are understanding here is that if it is to the direction of the Qibla, you cannot do it when you are in the field. But when you are inside washroom, you are inside toilet, even if you face the qibla direction or you take the qibla at your that is at your backward, backward direction, there is no problem with that. That is the sunnah of the Rasul Sallallahu And this hadith, according to some of the ulama, they said that this hadith was da'if. But the hadith is not da'if. Why? Because it came in many that is uh, ways. There are a lot of narrations that come with this matter. So, and that is the reason why the hukum of the hadith would get changed. Meaning, the hadith would get changed from da'if to hasan al-gayri. The hadith would become Hassan. And one of the ulama of the hadith, by the name Muhammad bin Nasir din al-Bani, he verified the hadith as the hadith is to the hukum of Hassan. Do you get it? So, some of the ulama, they, that is a... Nullify the hadith by saying that the hadith is weak. It comes in a weak narration, not the matin. If you said the is weak, then there is problem, but the narration. But this hadith comes from other ways, and that's why it becomes Hasanul Nagari. And if we said hadith is Hasan, what does that mean? Imam al Baypouni, in some of his stanzas, some of his fame or poetry, he makes mention. وَالْحَسَنِ الْمَعْرُوفِ طَرُقًا الصَّحِيْحُ That if we say this hadith, hadith is hasan, it's a kind of hadith that is popularly known. But the chain of the transmission of the hadith, the people who narrated the hadith, they are not as compared to the people that are narrating authentic hadith. So that's, that was the definition of uh, Imam al-Baykuni in his book uh, Manzumat al-Baykuniya about the hadith and hasan but this definition of that is hadithun hasan is not completed. That's why some of the ulama they did taqib to him. They corrected him. Some of the ulama like Ibn Hajar Al-Asqalani in his book Al-Nakhba he make mention no, that definition of hadithun hasan is not that is as how it is. The exact definition the authentic definition of Hadith Hassan is that he said that Huwa It is a kind of Hadith that the chain of transmission is verified and it is connected. But the person that, that narrated the Hadith was not to the fulfillment of authenticity and Mithlah. And he narrated that riwa to someone that is like him. He is a good person, but not, not to the 100% or more than 100% that is uh, being authentic. Then he said, وَسَلِمَ مِنَ al uh, And that hadith, is been, that is that riwayah riwaya is been saved from problems, and that is a uh, defect. So that is the definition given by uh, that is Imam uh, Ibn Hajar al in his book, Al-Nakhba. But still, the ulama, some of the ulama, they said, this, your definition, is wrong. Because you did not mention, min al الْعِلَّةِ Some, they said, min مِنْ in qadiha Because you did not mention this. So that's why Imam Zahabi. he also mentioned about the definition of Hadith Hasan. He said that, and if you said Hadith Hasan, he said that, وَمَنْ Maktabat الدع- مرتبة- He said that Maktabatin م- م- in one of the riwayah or one of the narration and it is not to the level of asseha, meaning the hadith Hassan is a kind of hadith that is beyond the level of weak. Meaning the hadith that is beyond the level of da'aif. But that hadith, it is not up to the level of authentic. So it is between two junctions, between two points. The hadith is not da'if and the hadith is not sahih. So the hadith is in, in the middle. So that hadith would be considered as hasan. That's why I mentioned some of the ulama, they said this hadith is da'if. But some of the ulama, they said this hadith is hasan. So which one is the most authentic Say. The most authentic say is that this hadith is Hassan. Because Imam al narrated this hadith in his book. Uh, that is, uh, in his book uh, of hadith. He narrated the hadith hadith 92. And also, Abu Dawood make mention regarding this hadith. As he narrated the hadith, hadith uh, 11 also. And also, Ibn Khuzayma in his Sahih. He narrated this hadith, hadith uh, number 60. And also, Imam Al-Dar Qutni narrated this hadith in his book. Hadith uh, 58. Uh, who is Imam Daru Qutni? Imam Daru Qutni was among the authentic ulama that are having narrations of the hadith. He was among the ulama of hadith. He reached to the level that he can listen from two languages and he can write with his left hand and with his right hand. Suppose, let me give an example. You would be skip, uh, speaking to him, you can be speaking to him with Hindi and Kannada. And he would be writing Hindi with right hand and writing the Kannada with left hand. So this is the kind of gift that Allah SWT has blessed Imam Dharu Qutni. He never carried a book. He did not carry a book while giving that is the derasa. His student, the student that learned from Imam Dharu Qutni, they said they never seen him. They did not get to the chance that they saw Imam Dharu Qutni while teaching the student, he holds a book. All what he is ma- mentioning is off head. is from the brain without carrying the book. So according to the knowledge we know, the knowledge that you put in your brain is much more preferred than carrying a book. That's why we said memorizing the Quran is much more better than just mastering the recitation of the Quran by the book. Do you get it? One of the ulama that Allah Taala blessed them with this kind of, uh, that is a gift, is Sheikh Amin al He just give anything off, off hand, that is off head, from his brain directly. So Allah musta'al. So that's why the ulama, they said, if Imam Daru mentioned that this hadith is daif, we would consider this hadith is daif. So because Imam al narrated this hadith, Imam al baihaqi narrated this hadith and also Imam al-Hakim al narrated this hadith in his book Al-Mustadrak So you see, the hadith come from many ways and also Imam al-Hakim narrated this hadith based on the al-Bukhari based on the rules and regulations given by Imam al-Bukhari وَوَفَقَهُ Imam al-Zahabi, that is, a, get a firm, to, that is uh, Imam al Hakim al Nisabul. Imam al Hazami also verified the hadith that it is Hassan in his book Al-Atibaru fin Nasik wal Mansuk min al Akbar. And also, there are many ulama that they verified that this hadith is Hassan. The next hadith, Bab al fi The Bab is talking about excuse in passing out urine. If someone faced the Iblah, Haddasana Abdullah ibn Maslam al Maliki. Abdullah <entender> ibn Maslama narrated to us <uffs> from Malik. Who is Malik? That is Imam Malik ibn Anas, Imam Dar al-Hijra. He was among the four ulama of the school of thought. We know we are having four imama of the mazhab. Imam Abu Hanifa, Al-Nu'man ibn Thabit, rahimahullah. We have his student Imam Malik ibn Anas, Imam Dar al-Hijra, rahimahullah. We have Imam al Abu Idris al Rahimahullah, and we have Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal so this hadith was from the riwa of Malik Imam Malik bin Anas he said that An Yahya ibn sa'id, sa'id Yahya ibn Sa'id was among the ulama that taught Imam Malik bin Anas and Muhammad bin Yahya ibn Hibban from Muhammad ibn Yahya ibn Hibban and Ammihi from his uncle Wasi' ibn Hibban Wasi' ibn Hibban That is the name of the uncle of ibn Hibban Yah ibn Hibban And Abdullah ibn Umar From Abdullah ibn Umar Abdullah ibn Umar was among the Sahaba Qala he said Before we, got, we get to the hadith Someone would be saying Why is it that we keep mentioning حدثنا, حدثنا, حدثنا? What is the What is the importance of حدثنا, حدثنا? Then we would go back to the saying of Imam Shafi. He said that he said Any kind of knowledge beside the knowledge of the Qur'an is business. It's a kind of time wasted Ill Hadith except the knowledge of Hadith. And the knowledge of the jurisprudence in terms of the religious matters. Then he said, well, Knowledge is that which contains haddasana. So, whenever you listen to someone, he said haddasana, meaning what he would say is part of knowledge. That's why in all of the book of the hadith, Sayyid al Bukhari, Sayyid Muslim, Sunan ibn Majah, Sunan Abu so when you cover Imam al-Nasa'i You would see that So oh, meaning It is hadith And the hadith Whenever you listen to the saying of hadith Meaning we are talking about knowledge And which knowledge Not our knowledge Not the knowledge of other people But the knowledge of the Rasul That's why one day uh, Abu Hurairah, he get to the market, he enter into the market. People were buying and selling. Some of the people are selling their commodities. Some of the people are buying the commodities. Then he shouted out. He said, "Oh, you people, what's wrong with you? You are here while right? the inheritance share of the Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam is being shared in the masjid. So the people began to run helter skelter in order to get to the masjid of the Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam for them to get their division of the shares. When they get to the masjid, they see nothing in the masjid. Nothing is going on. So they ask, Oh Abu Hurairah, you call us, you said something that is the, the inheritance share of the Rasulullah <laughs> is being disseminated in the masjid. And we saw nothing but the people that are reciting the Quran, people that are doing zikr inside the masjid. He said, That which you saw, it is the inheritance share of the Rasulullah, <laughs> <laughs> it is the miras Nabi. That's why the Rasul said, wa أخذ That the ambiya, the prophets and the messengers, they leave nothing from the inheritance share but knowledge. For whosoever that takes from that knowledge, He take with a kind of huge sheep. So, if you take from the knowledge, definitely you take from the inheritance of the Rasulullah. The Rasulullah did not leave money, he did not leave houses, he did not leave animals. But what he lived, that is the Nubuwa, the knowledge of the Nubuwa. Where can you get the knowledge of that Nubuwa? Inside his hadith. That is inside the hadith. So, what is the relationship between Quran and the hadith? Yes, you cannot. From your, your religious teaching Without taking from the Quran and the Hadith Because the Hadith Is the interpretation Is the explanation of the information In the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make mention in the glorious Quran وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكَّرَ لِتُبَيْنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إليه. Indeed we have revealed to you The book in order to explain For the people that which was revealed to them Meaning the Rasulullah have to explain to the people and the explanation is the hadith. That is the hadith of the Rasulullah Wasallam. That's why when the Quran is being revealed to the Rasulullah Wasallam, the Rasulullah ﷺ tried to memorize the Quran while that is doing it in a That is in a kind of speedy way. Allah SWT warned the Rasulullah ﷺ. He said, "Kalla, you should. That is no, you should stop." Allah SWT said, la Do not move your tongue in order to enhance him. The revelation We are to confide it And we are to recite it Meaning we are the one to confide the revelation of the Quran And we are the one to recite the Quran to you Then afterwards We would come with its interpretation With the interpretation and explanation of the Quran And the interpretation of the Quran And the explanation of the Quran Is the hadith of the Rasul Sallallahu alayhi wasallam so let's go back to the saying of Imam al he said The knowledge is anything that contains had وَمَا And what is beyond this, anything that is except the hadith, the hadith of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said that It is the inspiration of devil, inspiration of shaitan So there is no any knowledge that is to, look, to, to be conferred with the ahadith of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa so that's one of the issues related to the importance of the ahadith that's why one of the righteous predecessors is saying that quranu mm-hmm. the quran is more in need of the ahadith more than how the ahadith are in need of the quran why? because the, the ahadith are the explanation and the interpretation of the Qur'an. So, meaning the information in the Qur'an are just like theories. Are just like text. The, the expanding of the text comes from the hadith of the Rasul There is aya in the Qur'an about the incident of the Gazwa Allah subhanahu wa taala said, That That is the caravan is blowing. So, who is the caravan? How can you know who is that caravan? Allah Taala just, just said, وَرَكَبُوا أَسْبَلَ Until you go back to the hadith of the Rasul Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Rasul Sallallahu Wasallam explained, uh, Rakabu is Abu Sufyan. We know what has happened. When Abu Sufyan was coming back from Sham, from the city of Sham, the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi heard about the coming of uh, Abu Sufyan. Because they looted the wealth of the Sahaba when they left Mecca, and they took that wealth to the city of Sham in order to engage into marketing and businesses. So they are coming back with the commodities of Rasul wa Sallam and the Sahaba, they went in order to meet with Abi Sufyan. So Abi Sufyan, when he had the coming out of the Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he changed the way. While the people of the Mecca, they come out in order to depend, Abi Sufyan, against the that is the uh, that is against the expedition of the Rasulullah and his companions. Abu Sufyan changed the way. He get to uh, to another path. He follow another way. While the people of Mecca are coming and the Rasulullah is coming from the region of Medina. They met in uh, uh, Bayt al in the well of Badr. That's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, If you have been, uh, if you could have made a promise that you would meet in order to, that is to fight each other like you would have affords that promise وَلَكِنْ well, Allah اللَّهُ make this to happen in order to execute particular matter that must to be, that is uh, must, uh, to take place so that's how it happens the Gathwater Badr is the first expedition in the region of Islam the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi did not come out for war he did not come out to fight. That's why we are saying this religion is the most peaceful religion on top of the earth. The Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi just came out in order to meet Abu Sufyan. When Abu Sufyan heard about the information, he changed his way. The Ghazwa to happened unexpectedly. Nobody expects that Ghazwa to happen. And likewise, the Ghazwa to Uhud. It's not the Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi that go for it. Rather, the Quffaq al are the ones that come for the Uhud. Yazwat al-A'raf, they are the ones that put the Rasul sallallahu and his companions on the siege in the city of Medina. Unless the, the, the battle of Tabuk, the Rasul sallallahu informed the people that I'm going for Tabuk. And even for that, he is not the person that started that is the expedition of Tabuk. Rather, the people that is the kuffar in Tabuk. They are the ones that decided to wage the war against the Sahaba and Rasul sallallahu Alaihi So that's how it is. What? after time after a period of time these issues get changes everything every kind of blame is mounted on top of this religion that this religion is a chaotic religion it's not a religion of faith yes indeed we know there are some of the people that they they are muslims but they are terrible people they do something which is totally out of the teaching of islam and they would claim that we are muslims we are doing that which islam taught us which is totally wrong islam is the first religion to say to them that what they are doing is totally wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make mention in the Quran. That. That kill a believing person. Meaning an innocent soul. His reward. His destination is the hellfire. And he would dwell there. He would dwell in the hellfire. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. promises to anybody that kill. An innocent, innocent soul of a believer, and you see today someone will kill another person, and he would be saying, "I'm a Muslim. That what I'm doing is Islam. What is totally, uh, what is totally away from the teachings of Islam." So that's how it happens. If you go back to the history, we know we have the documented book of the history. We have Alam Alamin Nubala. We have Tahazib we have, al-Nubala, we have the books like Tabakat al-Ibn Sa'ad, we have al Safwa, we have Nur al fi Fihirat al sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you go all, that is like uh, the book of Ibn Uaym al-Jawziyah, that is Zaj al-Mi'ad, Fihadi al-Khaim al-Ibad, all this book of the biography of the sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you would see nothing but the good aspect of human life in the biography of the sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the Rasul Sallallahu taught the world the way of living in harmony and peace but still people are accusing him. So this is the life of the world. Whether you do good or you do bad, you would see someone castigating you. But to be, that is, uh, to be absolutely correct, let you become a good person. Being good is the only solution for you and for your, that is for your living in the dunya. Otherwise, if you become even in the dunya, if you go to the hereafter, then you would receive the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the hereafter is by the hellfire. Unless if you are a believer, you are a mu'min, you are a muslim, you transgress, then after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes you, there would be a time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would serve you from the hellfire to the jannah. That was confirmed from the ahadith of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Muhalli shahid, the ahadith are the interpretation of the glorious Quran. So there is Ruqsa, there is regarding someone to renaid while facing the Qibla. So we started with the saying of Haddasana, we may mention the meaning of Haddasana. If you heard about Haddasana, I mean we are talking in terms of knowledge. So Hadith, we are talking about the knowledge of the Nubuwa, knowledge of the prophetic tradition of the Rasul If we are here to talk about the knowledge of the scientists, the knowledge of the philosophers. We will not talk about something that would be much more important as compared to the hadith of the Rasul <laughs> <Sallahu> <laughs> Because that's one of the saying of the Rasul alayhi wa sallam. If people gather in one of the houses of Allah, and they are reciting the book of Allah, the harmony will get descended to them. And the mercy of Allah would cover them. And one of the them, and the angels would, that is, them. Uh, and Allah would mention them to those who are closer to Allah. Who are closer to Allah? The malaika, the angels. Allah would say to them, to the malaika, you see the way. Today, that is 20, uh, 27 uh, uh, March. He is inside the Masjid Ibrahim. Listening from the uh, hadith of the Rasul Sallallahu Write his name down. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would mention the name of each and everyone among us. That is there in one of the houses of Allah. Beside in the book of Allah. All listening from the sunnah of the Rasul Alaihi Wasallam. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Make mention that for whatsoever we perform from the good actions, Allah will record that. وما من خير فهو For whatsoever you perform from the goodness, Allah is the one to disburse that. And what is the disbursement? Is by the rewards. Allah SWT make mention that for whatsoever that perform good action, for him جزاءٌ الحسنة. He will be having a good reward. وَلَهُ جَزَاءَ وَسَنَقُولُ لَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِنَا And we would say to him regarding our matter Yisra, Is ease, ease The hadith of the Rasulullah ﷺ emphasized was what is the وَسَنَقُولُ لَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِنَا يُسْرَةً And the interpretation of the ulama of Tafsir They said that this is the statement that the malaika would say to the people of Jannah when when they are welcoming them Allah ta'ala mentioned that in Surah Al-Zumar that wasiqa allatheena wasiqa allazina, no, no that a previous ayah Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala make mention hatta idha ja'uha when they arrive to the jannah wa futihat and the doors of the jannah is open the gates of the jannah is open wa lahum khazanatuha guards that is the malaika that are guarding the jannah would say to them salamun alaykum May peace be upon you. Ibtum. You are well good people. Ibtum. Enter into it. And you will dwell there. So this is the statement that the people. That is the, the people of Jannah. Would receive from the Malaika On the day of Qiyam. When the gate of the Jannah is open. The people come towards the Jannah. The Malaika they would welcome the people. They would say Ibtum. You are well Establish people. You are people of exotic living. For enter into jannah directly. enter into it directly, and you will dwell in that. That is in the jannah. Meaning, if you enter into this jannah, you will not come out. You will live forever. No death. You will not die into it. You will not die in jannah. So this is that. Wasanawuluhu min amrina yusra. We would say unto them, "Is from our matters." so the hadith of the rasul wasallam, comprises these uh, uh these issues related to the knowledge now so uh, muhammad bin yahya narrated to us bin parisin that is muhammad bin yahya and abdullah bin maslama from the rear of Abdullah ibn Maslama, and Malik from the authority of Imam Malik ibn Anas, and Yahya ibn Said from the rear of Yahya ibn Said, and Muhammad ibn Yahya ibn Hiban from the of Yahya, Muhammad ibn Yahya ibn Hibban and Ammi from his uncle Wasser ibn Hiban, Wasser ibn Hiban. He was among the Tabi'in, and Abdullah ibn Umar from the rear of Abdullah ibn Umar Abdullah was the son of Umar ibn Kattab, that is a brother to Hafsa. Hafsa was uh, the wife of the Rasul His father was Umar bin al-Khattab, among the fourth caliphs of Rashid, And also he was among the al ashra al-mubashireen bil-jannah. That, uh, those ten people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has rewarded them with jannah. Allah ta'ala gave them the certification of jannah since when they are alive. So that is the portion of the legacy of Umar bin al-Khattab, the father of Abdullah bin Umar. Abdullah ibn Umar was saying uh, ala albayta, One day I climbed on top of the home Meaning I climbed on top of the house of the Rasul sallallahu, sallallahu alayhi wasallam Then I saw the Rasool sallallahu alayhi ala bayt He was inside two barriers, Inside two walls Meaning he is inside washroom يَقْدِ حَاجَتَهُ He is facing his matters of ease meaning he is urinating مستقبل بيت المقدس In one of the riwayah مستقبل بيت المقدس يحاجته He passed towards the direction of Bait المقدس For his matter So what is indicating here Abdullah ibn Umar He said that Rasulullah is facing the qibla At that time the qibla is at the Bait المقدس Before it gets changed to Masjid al haram Allah SWT mentioned in al Allah also mentioned in the next ayah So regarding the exchange of the Iblah Before the Iblah is in the waiting magadis, and Allah changed it towards the masjid, masjid al Haram. The masjid that is the holy masjid. That is the masjid that contains the Ka'aba. So the Rasul wa was facing towards the Qibla When the Qibla is at the direction of Bayt al maqdis So we mentioned facing the Qibla is forbidden with urination So why is it that the Rasul is facing the Qibla Then we have to go back to the narration Abdullah he said that the Rasul alayhi is, is that is using uh, himself inside washroom Inside washroom So in, if you are inside washroom you can ease yourself whether it is Ibla or that is you, you made the Ibla at your back in any direction because there are buildings that block you from the direction of the Iblah. Do you get the point? None. So that's how it is. Abdullah ibn Umar narrated that one day he climbed on top of the house of Hafsa, that is the house of the Rasul. Sallallahu Momentarily, he saw the Rasul sallallahu inside room because the house of Hafsa was a kind of stage building. So when you get to the top direction so you know the washroom would be at the down position so he saw the rasul is in himself and he saw the rasul is facing towards the direction of the qibla so this indicated if you are inside the washroom there is no problem there is no wrong you can face the qibla also but if it is in the field in outside the surrounding you have to avoid the qibla do not face the qibla or to make the qibla that is a in your back but rather or you have to turn from the that is whether not direction or any direction beside the qibla uh, that is uh, in easing yourself in the surrounding or in the field so Allahumma sta'an. the next hadith in the subtopic haddasana Muhammad ibn Bashar Muhammad ibn Bashar narrated to us he said that Wahab ibn Jarir narrated to us haddasana abi my father narrated to me, Samay to Muhammad bin Ishaq. We had that, uh, that is Samay to Muhammad bin Ishaq. I had Muhammad bin Ishaq saying, You had this Aban bin Salih. He is narrating a, a from Aban bin Salih. am Mujahid from Mujahid. Mujahid was once a student of Abdullah ibn Abbas. And Jabir bin Abdullah. Mujahid narrated a riwayah from Jabir ibn Abdullah. Jabir bin Abdullah was among the Sahaba. He was among the companions of the Rasul His father died in the battle of Badr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed an ayah about the father of Jabir bin Abdullah. In the previous week, we make, make mention about that ayah and the incident of the Badr regarding the father of Jabir bin Abdullah. So, Muhalli shahid uh, he said that the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, mentioned something to him. But before that, there is uh, after the incident, of the father of Javir died so he was having uh, sisters to, and he don't uh, he don't know how to take care how to that is handling the case of the sisters he, he has none to take care of his sister so he came to rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam while seeking advice he said to the rasul i want to marry but i need your advice i need your guidance and counseling the Rasulullah Allah recommended him to marry a widow, someone that can take care of his daughters, uh, of his sisters. And that's how it happens. Gijab ibn Abdullah was among the Sahaba, the companions of the Rasool sallallahu alayhi wasallam that narrated a lot of hadiths of the Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said, Abi, my father narrated to me his father, the one that died in the expedition of Badr. Saray Muhammad ibn Ishaq He said I uh, Muhammad bin is uh, he said that uh Anjab bin Abdullah قال, he said Naha Nabiullah that the Prophet of Allah, peace and of Allah be upon him, one against unnestoppabla al-qibila ta' For us to face towards the direction of the Qibla for urination or fasting out a screetah. So if you want to fast out a shit an escalator or stool, you are not to face the Ibla because the Rasul won against that. I saw him before his demise with one year, the Rasul is facing the Ibla. What, uh, what Jalib bin Abdullah is saying that the Rasul one was against facing the Qibla while urinating or passing out a scripture. But a year before the demise of the Rasul alayhi wasallam, before, before the death of the Rasul wasallam, I saw him urinating or I saw him that is, uh, easing himself while facing the Qibla. So how can we understand this hadith? We have to relate the hadith with the previous hadith. With the hadith of Abdullah bin Umar. Then we will understand the hadith meaning the Rasul alayhi wa is easing himself towards the qibla while inside that is the washroom so if it is inside the washroom then there is no problem you can face the qibla but at the field outside you cannot face the qibla and the Rasool, this narration was a narration that Abdullah narrated. that is after the demise of the Rasul alayhi wa he mentioned about this incident that happened a year before the demise of the Rasulullah wasallam. meaning a time later to the life of the Rasulullah wasallam. So in the beginning, they don't have washrooms because we read about the hadith of Abi musa uh, that is uh, Abi Ayyub Al ansar Last week, uh, we mentioned about that hadith. When they went to the Sham, they discovered that the washroom were built. In the Medina, at that moment, in the beginning, they don't have washroom. They are eating themselves at the outskirts in the field. But later, after the technology that has evolved, they have the idea of building washrooms. Instead of eating yourself in the surrounding, in the forest, in the bush, so why can't you build the washroom? So they decided to build the washroom. So when the washrooms get built, the toilets get built in the city of Medina, the Rasul decided to be eating himself, whether facing the Ibla or in any other mm-hmm. direction. So that's what the hadith is saying that is hadith 13 uh, from that is uh, this riway so uh the next hadith uh, is about that is the chapter that is talking about how can someone expose himself while isn't himself how can you open your clothes if you want to you urinate or you want to fast out a escrita, how can you remove your clothes how can you remove your trousers? So, Haddesana, who بن been a Harubin, all Haddesana, Wakir Amish. Imam Wakir, Wakir, Bunijarah, to us everywhere from Imam Amish, Aruddin, and Ibn Umar. From one person, from the rear of Abdullah Ibn Umar, and the he wants to ease himself, Laha for He is not taking away his clothing until he come closer to the compound, until he get closer to the ground. So the Rasulullah Sallallahu is not untied, he's not untied in his, his trousers, He's not removing his clothing until when he get down to the earth. So what you would see some of the people, since when they are standing, they are in the standing posture, in the standing position, they would just remove their, their trousers. So this is not the sunnah. The sunnah is when you go down then remove your throat. Most especially the women. Some of the women also they don't uh, that is uh, take care of these matters. She would just expose her, her body since from the standing position and she will start urinating. While she's supposed to get down to the earth then she should that is uh, start with the urination. Then she should of, that she should remove her uh, that is clothing and urinate. So that's how the Sunnah is. You should not urinate while standing. Yes, there is no problem. You can urinate while standing. It was narrated. Even the Rasulallahu Alaihi was once narrated that he performed uh, the urination while standing. And but it is in, in a kind of condition. The Rasulallahu sallam went to Bisatikowni. A kind of place where the people are that is disposing their waste are uh, disposing their waste materials. So, when the Rasulullah gets to that particular location, because the place is not uh, pure, so the Rasulullah ﷺ decided to ease himself while standing. Not that is going down or not closer to the earth. He urinated while in the standing posture, while in the standing position. So, if you see someone urinating in standing position, there is no problem. The Rasulullah ﷺ also did that, but on condition. But what you are supposed to do, what is the sunnah? Is for you to go down Then remove your clothing And ease yourself So this is the logic This is the, the sunnah of the Rasul Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Abu Dawood Abu Dawood make mention Rawahu Salam bin harbin bin Anil Amash Salam bin Harub narrated this hadith also From Imam Al-Amash And Anas ibn Malik From the riya of Anas bin Malik So That riya that comes from Salam From the riya of Amash From the riya of that is Anas bin Malik is the riwayah that some of the people consider as the riwayah that is da'ifah. But the previous riwayah that we make mention, that narration is, that is riwayah hasana. Has, the hadith is hasan the So there is no problem with that. So suppose if, if like this hadith come as sahih, meaning the hadith is authentic, it's absolutely sahih. So urinating while going towards the earth would be compulsory. So the reason why it was said that it is not compulsory that you must urinate down to the ass is because the hadith that come about this narration that discusses about this narration is hadith that is having some of the weaknesses. It is not up to the level of sihhah. The hadith is hasan. Previously in the beginning of the session we mentioned what is hadith sahih uh, and hadith hasan. Imam al Baykuni in his manzumat al Baykuniya. He mentioned about the terminology, the definition of hadith, uh, hadith al-Hasan. He said, That a Hadith hasan is a popularly non-Hadith. But the men that narrated that Hadith, they are not as authentic as the people that are narrating authentic Hadith. So we mentioned Ibn Hajar, do his for him. And also Imam zahabi did his for him, that that definition of uh, uh, like the definition given by Imam al-Bayquni in his monzoomata al-Bayquniya is not completed definition uh, Imam uh, ibn Hajar uh, 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 mentioned al-Hadis hasan who made the peace of the and he made it to the peace of the peace from from so that is the definition given by imam, uh, that is Ibn uh, Hajar Imam al-Zahabi mentioned the Hadith, hasan if he a Hadis who min it is a hadith that is beyond the level of da'if beyond the level of weakness but it does not lead to the level of authenticity so that is hadith hasan wallahu musta'an so to understand the original definition of Hadith Hassan, we have to compile the definition given by Imam zahabi Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, the definition given by Imam al-Bukhari, Imam Muslim, and the definition given by uh, that is Imam al By that, we will be able to understand that is the, uh, the meaning of Hadith Hassan. And one of the uh, that is basic uh, that is definition is the one that Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Usaymin make mention about the meaning of, riwayah, uh, that is the meaning of Hadith Hassan. And that which was given by Imam al-Nasr al And also, Sheikh uh, Ibn Bas also has a riwayah that uh, has a narration, has a, he has a kind of explanation related to the uh, al-hadith. The issue regarding mustalah al-hadith. He mentioned about the uh, exact meaning of hadith Hasan. Wallahu mista'al. Due to the time limitation, I think uh, we can stop here. Can we stop here or we, we proceed? We stop? OK, so we proceed or stop? You can. Okay, so inshallah. Is there any question? Any question? There is no question? Okay, so inshallah, we we'll stop here. So we'll continue. Rabbana atina fi al-dunia hasana. Wa fi al-akirati hasana towaqina azab al-nar. Allahumma ya rabbia akhema rahimin. Ya rahima al-du'afai wal-gurabai wal-masaakeen. Anzul rahmataka alayna. Wa ala walidina wa ala sairi al-muslimin al-muahidina fi kulli makan. Allahumma inna wa la tuin alayna. Wa insurna wa la Wahdina wa yassiril huda lana. Allahumma ja'anna shakirina lak. ذاكرين لك، رحابين إليك، منيبين إليك، مكبتين إليك، اللهم تقبل توبتنا، وعجب دعوتنا، وسدد لساننا، وهل الصقيمة قلوبنا، ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة، وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار، اللهم رفع عنا البلاء والوباء، اللهم ارفعنا هذه الجائحة كورونا بأفوك وكرمك يا أكرم الأكرمين، سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يسفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين السلام عليكم رحمة الله وبركاته.